Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. Believe in That's right. When you don't know what to do, just keep on breathing from the City of Angels in Los Angeles and the Big Apple in New York City. Welcome to all my listeners out there in Radio Land. I am Dave, the caregiver's caregiver at caregiverdave.com, along with my lovely co-host, Adrian Gruberg at thecaregiverspace.org. And we're also coming to you live and on demand 24-7 on numerous syndicated radio and podcast networks on 26, count them, 26 global audio video platforms just some of them, iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Vimeo, Stitcher Radio, Blog Talk Radio, CastBox, MixCloud. In fact, we are proud to be voted number one caregiver podcast of the top 50 on Player FM, and number two caregiver podcast on Feedspot out of the top 60, number two on CaringVillage.com. And we have an especially exciting show planned for you today, don't we, Adrian? Yes, we do. <laughs> Stress is optional. Learn several simple strategies to dissolve upsets in 30 seconds or less because you deserve a peaceful caregiving experience. What a wonderful thought. Seems too good to be true, doesn't it? Well, Brenda Brenda Miller, our guest, has uh, has been able to find right now relief, quote unquote, in an upset so that We can go from chaos to calmness in 30 seconds when challenges of any kind arise at home or in the workplace or in the caregiving place. To aid in that endeavor, she taught conscious conflict resolutions in six countries. So uh, I assume you speak six different languages, right? (laughs) I don't even speak one that good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we get started with Brenda, I want to take this moment to thank my last week's guest, uh, Dr. John Puthulil, that's hard to say, empowers patients with new scientific insights and complementary approaches to prevent obesity, reverse diabetes, and survive cancer. And just a reminder, you can watch or listen to that interview and all our interviews on our membership website, caregiverdave.com, or any of our other 26 global networks that I mentioned earlier. All right, enough of that. Brenda, welcome to the Caregiver Dave Show. We're so excited to have you here. Well, thank you, Dave and Adrian. And congratulations on being number one. That's pretty amazing and all the other accomplishments. So well, thank I absolutely you. love the work you're doing to help caregivers. Because you know that saying about it, it takes a community to raise a child. It takes a village, yes. Yeah, it takes one to support caregivers too, before, sure. during and after it burnout. certainly does. Mm-hmm. And so we like to ask our guests just who is Brenda Miller and why was she placed on this earth? other than to write the kid code. You know, the outrageous statement that I like to make, stress is optional. I was started out as such a, such a stressed human being. And really? the other statement that I make is we can dissolve it in 30 seconds or less. And then I love to help people prove that to themselves. So I hope to do that today with you. So how fun, you know, oh, it I- takes one to know when they say, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't trust a, uh, a lawyer unless You know, he's been bankrupt a few times and I wouldn't trust financial advisor. You know, uh, the shoemaker who needs shoes, the marriage counselor who needs a divorce, 
I'd probably take <laughs> advice from a divorced marriage counselor because he should know better, right? He's been through it. <laughs> so tell us, uh, being a ex-stress addict, uh, how do we avoid uh -huh. stress? Because stress is the one, the number one thing that kills caregivers. In fact, 30% of caregivers die before their loved ones do. And the rest seem to get sicker than the ones they're caring for, eventually needing a caregiver of their own, becoming hospitalized, et cetera. So well, you're talking to a lot of stressful people here. You've got the floor. Okay. Well, I need to tell you something that's integral to my work. And that is that uh, I spent some of my formative years hiding in a cupboard. I wow. noticed when I lost my belly laugh as a young adult, I wondered if I could get it back. So I began to observe kids because you know how they are. You know, they, uh, if you sit down and play with a kid in a sandbox, you know what I'm talking about. They yeah, don't yeah. register skin color or status in the community or body size, nothing. And I realized it almost hit me like a lightning bolt, only it was friendly, <clears throat> that our nature is the same as their nature, only ours has become obscured, but it's, it's gone, but it's not forgotten. And my job is to help people remember that long forgotten whisper of well-being. So that's what I intend on doing with you today. And then I had a, a real life-changing moment. Um, someone I love attempted suicide twice, once in front of me. And oh in that moment, like all of these things are real blessings to me. There's gold in them if you look. And there was gold in this one because everything that was one unimportant fell away from me. And that was one of the most amazing experiences I've had because I was in a state of horror. I was in a state of mild shock while they were sewing up him from wrists to elbows, both of them. Oh my. And um, the, it all fell away. All the stress was gone. The horror was gone. The fear was gone. And I was able to speak to him from a place of just pure love. And I thought, who is this? Where am I? What happened? <laughs> and But it was so wonderful because he got to experience that unconditional love and so did I. Mm -hmm. And um, how that changed my life and how it ties into this work is that I went out into the world so curious about the child's nature that I discovered that was ours that's obscured. And then this number two part of this is, wow, that it, it I transformed spontaneously into a peaceful, joyfully harmless human being in that moment. And I wondered, I was so curious, I could hardly wait to see if I could find ways with a little elbow grease and a little um, willingness every time an upset happened. Could I transform it consciously? Could I, is there ways to do that? So I set out, that was over 20 years ago, to find out if I could. And I found out that I could. And so that's what the kid code is about. There's a hundred ways. And the only reason you see that cute kid behind me, and I called it the kid code, is because that's just um, helpful to market it. But this is for everybody. It's Th that look behind me, that the cute baby, that's our nature. Mm -hmm. We need to find that. So I wrote 100 ways uh, in 30 seconds, which I love to show you, how to take yourself from any stress state whatsoever into that nature that's, that's I would say, you know how you feel if you're laughing, belly laughing, if you're, um, if you feel true compassion, if you're really creative in a moment, 
you feel natural. <clears throat> That's how I proved to myself that those are natural states. Because every time I was negative or scared or worried, I was I didn't feel natural. And that's how I also realized, wow, that isn't natural to us. That's learned behavior. So anyway, I spent 20 years figuring that out. <laughs> so one of the strategies, the first one I'd like to share with you. So one day I was driving my dad's two big truck in his two small corral, and I put a dent in it. And when I apologized and told him, he held his arms wide open to me and said, it doesn't matter a particle. And on that day, I learned how to give myself and others grace, not grief when a mistake is made. So how do you use this if you're a caregiver? Imagine when somebody you're caring for is just stressing you out to the nines. You know, they, they've maybe they snapped at you, they won't cooperate, they're making demands, they need more than you can give. You silently say to yourself, directed at that person, this human being matters more than the mistakes they're making right now. This dissolves the stress because it brings us back to our humanity. And so, and when you make a mistake as a caregiver, oh, I honestly, there's magic in the message. You matter more than the mistake. So much magic in that message. When you make a mistake as a caregiver, you know, like same things, like what if we snap at somebody or we make a demand of them? We say to ourselves, I do matter more than this mistake. And then part two, of course, is to make it right. Why? Really simple, because that feels better than denying or justifying. So I have, I just have on, on the after caregiving group on my site, there are many, many people who question whether or not they did it right. Did, what did I do wrong? Could I have done more? And they're really beating themselves up. I mean, how, how can they forgive themselves or stop worrying about that? What's Well, so Adrian, I mean, that's such an important question. And I would say all this, all, many of the strategies that I would love to share with you will give you that answer, but even blessing mistakes does, because the caregiver thinks they've done something wrong. But here's the thing, could they have done any differently in the moment if they didn't know any differently? No. So that's why it's okay to bless our own mistake, and then make it right. That's part two. Because we're going to make a lot of mistakes, and we have to understand that about ourselves. And here's another thing I'd say to answer that, Adrian, is understanding natural consequences. So here's how I explain that. When I go out into the rain and I don't have an umbrella, that's my action. And the consequence is I get wet. So, so how that applies here is that if I stay upset with myself, um, I remember my dad said to me one time when I phoned him and I was upset, he said, you have 15 minutes. And I said, okay. And then I cried. For, for, for 10 more minutes, he said, then now you have five minutes. And I stopped and started laughing because I knew he was going to teach me a lesson. And he did. He said, um, you'll be no good to yourself or the other if you stay upset. And so ever since then, I'm open to seeing if there's a good reason to be upset or mad at myself or anyone else. But honestly, I haven't found one. Even when I am upset, I look and see now, do I have a good reason or not? So mm -hmm. using this kind of logic with ourselves, 
is often enough to help kick us out of the bad feelings into just, you know, accepting I am human. And I have done this mistake, and I'm going to bless myself for the mistake. And I'm then I'm going to make it right. If I have to apologize, whatever I have to do, but I have to start being nice to myself. Caregivers have to do this. Be nice to themselves. They're too hard on themselves. Yes, they are. Yeah, that's not okay with, with them. So a lot of caregivers are caregiving bullies, people who don't appreciate. And if it wasn't that that caregiver was so selfless and so forgiving and uh, you know just internalizing everything, uh, they wouldn't even be there because most people wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, we had a, um, a mother-in-law who was just not very nice with her dementia and we couldn't keep caregivers. They would quit. They said, I'm, I, I'm not, I don't, I, I don't allow myself to be spoken like that, you know, and this and that. But yet there are a lot of caregivers who do allow themselves to be treated that way. What's your strategy for them? Well, I have a whole book on that, Dave. <laughs> uh, so I have a- <clears throat> it must be a big problem. We know it's a big problem, don't we? So the first thing is, always and forever, don't believe a bully. Mm. So in order to understand who a bully is, you must understand what a bully is. So a bully is, it's um, a power grab uh, repeatedly with intent to harm. That's what bullying actually is whether they're conscious of it or not. That's what it is. So you have to first know that, identify that's a bully, and then do these strategies, which is, as I said, the first one is, you know, they say the dumbest things. Like, for example, I remember one time a bully said to me, you should never have been born. (laughs) And I thought to myself, you're not in charge of who's born. (laughs) (laughs) But really, it's, 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 I know it's so simple, but it's a really powerful strategy to the moment the bully starts speaking, you don't believe a word they say because they're coming from that position of insecurity. All bullies are insecure and all victims are insecure. And they're trying to project onto you that you're the bad one because they don't want to be the bad one. And so that's the, that's the dynamic that's going on. But here's the other thing is... Um, I teach everyone to do this. I hope you guys want to do this with me. You ready? Mm-hmm. You take the Superman stance, hands on hips. Mm-hmm. And feel what it feels like. Yeah, it feels good. Uh-huh. Because you've just connected with your inner wisdom. I'm not helpless. I'm not powerless. Sometimes it feels like it, but no. <laughs> I tell people all the time, you know, you're a winner. Because you won a race before you were a person, you were a sperm, and you won <laughs> 300 million sperm to fertilize that egg. You won. You were number one. You got the gold. So why in the world would you think you're a loser? See, look at that logic. I love it. I understand that logic. It's beautiful. So the, the next thing, when somebody's bullying you, um. You know, first you have to deal with your own insecurity. And Dave just addressed that by saying what he said, you are a winner. And I'm going to support that by saying, so whatever higher power you believe in or don't believe in, you're still here, right? 
Mm-hmm. So to me, it would be disrespectful to whatever put us here to say, I shouldn't be here, or I'm less than, or I'm not enough. No, that doesn't work. That's disrespectful to whatever put us here. So I would say, the other thing is that work on your own, you are a secure human being at your nature. So when somebody's bullying you, uh, it's really important at that time to give yourself absolutely everything you can in, in terms of uh, securing your understanding that you are enough, no matter what the bully's saying. So I think we've covered a couple of the ways you can yeah. do that, but <clears throat> there's one more. And this is one of my favorites. It's what I did and I what I encourage everyone to do. There's a, a little girl from the UK. She's... Um, she was 12 years old when I read this. <clears throat> her name is Nadia Sparks, and she was bullied. And she used to ride her bicycle to school, and she had a little basket in the front, and she'd stop and pick up garbage or uh, bottles for recycle, and the bullies would come along and throw things at her and call her names. They called her Trash Girl. And she went home and talked to her mom about it, and they started a website. Last I looked, they had 6,500 followers. Why? Because when someone throws stones at you, you use them to build something. So you help somebody uh, join an anti-bullying organization, write a podcast, write an article about how you um, overcame it, or help somebody, or even help the bully. So there's so many different things you can do to lift yourself up and out. And guess what? All those things take 30 seconds or less. Mm-hmm. Isn't it true? The, the blessing mistakes. Does yeah. that take? Yeah. And can you do haya or <laughs> I, I love the haya. <laughs> if you don't want to do the Superman stance or Superwoman stance, it's like uh, that was Jackie Chan, you know, the martial artist, and he sure. he was bullied, and he really? decided he didn't <laughs> he didn't push back against a bully, believe it or not, until he helped someone else out of a bullying situation. And at that point, that's when he realized, oh, I can help myself out of the bullying situation. So I decided when I devised the Superman or Superwoman stance that I had to throw in Haya also. Also, I must warn you, don't do this in front of a bully <laughs> because bullies don't like this at all. You do this after when you're uh, after when you make sure no, no, no bullies are around because you can make them very mad if you do it in front of them. But it still give you it give you some security. Yeah, that's 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 a few of the 50 ways I have for handling that situation. All right, and uh, anger is a big deal for caregivers. They're always getting uh, angry at things because they're not handling them correctly. So um, you have strategies for dissolving anger before it detonates? So many. So let's talk about when we have one first. Okay. Then we'll talk about when the other person's having one. So if we're having one, one of my favorite ways to dissolve anger before it detonates in 30 seconds again, because anger is not in our nature. It's a learned, uh, durable behavior to try to get us what we want. The way I handle my own anger is I made a dunce cap because I started observing myself when I was angry because I was so curious about why would I waste even a minute of my precious life being angry? So I started watching what would I think, what would I say, and what would I do 
the moment I became angry and I realized, oh my God, I'm a dunce. I'm a dunce. <clears throat> so I made a dunce cap and I stick it on my head every time I get angry. Now I know we can't do that in a public <laughs> situation, but you can imagine I am about to <clears throat> speak like a dunce and act like a dunce. And that is enough to dissolve the dunce in us, which is angry. Now, you have to try these things and feel how they work for you. And if you don't like that one, I have many, many more. So here's one. There's a Canadian teacher who, who has such good advice. He says, write a note and put it in your pocket. And it says, I don't need my raging story anymore. I love this one. And I've used this one. And every single time you start to get angry, you pull it out and you read it. And again, it can dissolve really quickly because it's not your nature. It's just a learned way to be. Or if you have the opportunity, I also like this one. It's kind of like the dunce one. And, you know, we might laugh at it and we might poo-poo it a little bit. But quite honestly, it works beautifully because the ridiculousness of putting a dunce cap on your head is enough to shake you awake. And the same, uh, this is what I tell um, moms oftentimes, tell anyone that who's who you, you're starting to feel angry, tell anyone in the vicinity, I just need a moment. That's one of Susie Lula, a self-care expert's techniques. I just need a moment. And then you go to the bathroom, you put the toilet seat down, you sit on it, and you let the anger process out without you doing one thing. No movement, just sitting there. It has to dissolve itself because it's not your nature. Or go to your closet and stick your head between your clothes. Again, the ridiculousness of the oh. act will knock you out of the anger. If you can't do any of those as a caregiver, you can do Kegels if you're female. You can recite baseball stats. You can silently sing your favorite song. You can do anything to engage, uh, sorry, to not engage in the anger. And if people we are caring for is having one, a meltdown, a temper tantrum, you can't put lid on a lava, right? That doesn't work, not usually. So you can try the same strategies to, um, to make sure that you don't engage. One of my favorites there is heart math. Do you guys know about that one? No. I love it. Do you know it, Adrian? No. So I love heart math, and I would encourage your listeners to look it up. It's heartmath.com. And the reason I love it is because it's, they scientifically, over many years, prove that if you can uh, use your breath properly with a few thoughts, you can come into coherence and out of a chaotic state in less than 30 seconds. Hmm. Should we try it? Yeah. Okay. So all for all the caregivers who are listening, if it's safe to, please close your eyes. And now just imagine the breath coming into the area of the heart and swirling around the heart and the breath going out of the heart in-breath about the count of five or whatever's comfortable for you. Same with out-breath. And now think of something that you appreciate. And while you breathe, keep this idea of that one thing that you appreciate. This is one way. I would practice this as many times a day, and I do that you can um, reconnect yourself with your natural self. 
And oh. I like it. A, yeah, there's another one. Um, do you guys know Eckhart Tolle? Have you heard of him? I haven't. Okay. Well, I did some studying of, of his work, uh, which is all about coming into your nature. And his idea is this. Don't think from now to now. So again, don't think from now till now. And here's why. Because thinking is good for three things, as taught by Guy Finley, another very wonderful uh, author and American teacher. Thinking is good for creativity, which we know, for finding out the truth, which we know, and for practical living. But all other thinking, if you start watching it, you'll see that it's, um, I can tell you where it comes from, from my work in conscious conflict resolution. It comes from ideas adopted in childhood that carry painful memories with them that rise up in the now to try to solve the problem, that, and it can't. But if you just watch your thoughts, you'll notice anytime you have a negative thought, if you use one of these strategies to get yourself out of it, then you, you starve the, the thought. You starve the identity that's causing the thought. So do this as many times as you can when you have a negative thought. Or when, you're, you know, when anger is starting to rise. Or when somebody else is angry. You keep yourself in a coherent state. I, I'm taking a course at the Practical Philosophy School, and they just tell you to say, not that, not that, <laughs> to just break, break it, stop it. Uh, that's wonderful, Adrian. That's Eastern philosophy. <clears throat> uh, not that, not that, not yeah. Neti neti is how they say it in the Eastern neti philosophy. Neti. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, I can't believe how fast our time has gone today. Yeah. Are we done already? Are we are. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. 30-minute show. Okay. Thank you so much, uh, Sandra, for coming on the show. Uh, how, how can listeners get a hold of you or, want, or who want to read your book or just talk or whatever? Yeah. Well, you're very welcome to find me because I would love it if you do. And my website is on the internet. It's the kid code. Dot ca. Ah. Yeah, and I would love to. We have free resources for educators and free resources for parents. We, I even have a free class for kids. Oh. And um, any of the things I've taught, anything on my website would also be very helpful for caregivers because, as I said, the all of these strategies work for all of us. Virtual classes? We have lots of those. And where are you located? I live just outside of Calgary, outside of the Rocky Mountains in Western Canada. <laughs> Beautiful country up there. Yep. Adrian, how can our listeners reach you? It's Adrian at thecaregiverspace.org. And all the links to our social media pages are at the bottom of uh, thecaregiverspace.org. And you can find us there. And what will caregivers get out of the caregiver space? Well, we've got a lot of, uh, on the website, there are wonderful articles. And on the caregiver space, there are 
maybe a dozen or so groups uh, after caregiving, spousal caregiving, mother daughter. Uh, we even we have male, we have men caregivers, uh, gay caregivers, the LGBTQ community. So there are lots of different communities. Got so all the bases covered, huh? We try. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't see what you want, <laughs> we'll start one. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see if it works. All right. And again, a reminder, all our live shows become recorded podcasts and video casts on all our platforms that I mentioned earlier, you know, like blog, talk, radio, YouTube, uh, Podbean, and many more. Don't forget to check out our membership website, caregiverdave.com. It's a free site, uh, lots of tools, resources, free gifts, as well as my Facebook page with the same name. And we just want to thank you so much for making us the number one caregiver podcast and please click the like button below on whatever platform you're watching or listening to this interview on. It helps us reach even more caregivers by improving Google search engine algorithms. <laughs> and I would, I would so sincerely encourage every one of you to go right now on amazon.com and reserve your Kindle copy of Secrets from the Hammock because it is coming out and all of the pre-sale orders will be dumped into the May 5th launch date and it should just catapult us into number one best-selling Amazon author. There we go. Thank you for uh, coming in and listening to our podcast every Wednesday. May God richly bless you. See you next time, next week, same time, same channel. Bye-bye. Bye. Our featured speaker is a best-selling author who has written numerous books and articles. He's a speaker, life coach, and host of Dave, the Caregiver's Caregiver radio program. He frequently appears on television and radio shows all across the country and has even shared the stage with Suzanne Summers at Harvard. But his most important role is caregiver to his beautiful wife, Charlene, for over 22 years. Please welcome Mr. Dave Nassani! I want to share with you a love story. In a couple of weeks, my wife and I will be celebrating 44 years of being together. My wife, Charlene, and I had a fairy tale, storybook, romance, courtship, and marriage for the first 21 years of our lives together. One day out of nowhere, my wife has a headache, the headache of her life. She suffered a massive stroke and it left her severely speech impaired and paralyzed on the right side. And in that moment, our world turned upside down. I gotta tell you, the next two years was like a living hell. I just, I just didn't know what to do. do. I felt guilty most of the time. I became a caregiver. I didn't even know what a caregiver was. I was experiencing the same problems that other caregivers experienced. If you don't take care of you, I can't take care of her. Well, that's why I wrote the book. Now I can teach other caregivers. I'm living proof that you can thrive as a caregiver. My wife and I travel now all over the world sharing our story. One day life is gonna call upon you to be the captain of your boat. Heck, you might be saving your own life. Thank you. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.